hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, <laughs> babe, just a few. <laughs> All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. <laughs> the smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks. Only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. It's finally happening. Chilling with the number one Knox man, DJ Spooda. Welcome, brother. How you doing, bro? It's good to see you, bro. Thank you so much. When was this? He's been here. At least you've grown now. No, I'm Which still the same. Till day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the same, man. <laughs> the last time I worked with this guy, I was doing the YFM breakfast starting at 6 a.m. His show started at, you started at 2, no? Yeah, 3, 3, 3 a.m. 3 a.m., yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you finish at 6. Yeah, yeah. But his show was like the breakfast show. Your show was like a breakfast, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was lit. It was breakfast before breakfast, man. Had yeah, but time. I think I think you made your mark in the youth in Gauteng. Yeah. You know, I think you guys um, you guys were also entrepreneurial before time. Mm-hmm. You guys came out with your Rock the Girls condoms. Oh, yes. yes you guys yes. used to throw all these different gigs. And I just and loved your vibe. I didn't know, you know what the fuck we were doing. I know. Just like, you guys told. didn't know what you were doing. I, I also what... didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I figured it out as I grew, you know? Is there anything you haven't sold, Spoo? <laughs> Jeez, bruh. <laughs> I was telling my, my friend mom. the other day. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, my soul. <laughs> I was telling my friend the other day, like, if you could sell A, you'd probably sell that too. Of you course, bruh. Of course. How? I'm a hustler, bruh. What you expect? But honestly, like, you sold everything. Airtime. Uh, what haven't you sold, bruh? Uh, I've sold, let me see, books, yeah, music, yeah, um, drinks now, alcohol, my words, yeah. But when I was young, I want to come up. Um, I used to sell anything, like sh- just to survive. Calculators, shaving machines, toys, clothes. I actually, and I, I haven't shared, I haven't shared the story much. Mm. I used to go to Bangkok ne, and mm. buy um, clothes. <laughs> Imitation clothes. Yeah, yeah, You know, like all these brands that wouldn't things like jumpy scene mm. and I'd know my clientele. Yeah. And I used to I don't know if I can mention their names in the industry. I used to sell to some artists. Oh wow, really? And and some of them used no, to you sh- gotta, you gotta give some us of them name. used to shoot their music videos with no. my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I look, at, I look at the old school music videos now. I'm like, and I never told them. They yeah. don't know that those clothes used to be fake. Who is this? Because <laughs> I watch the videos. I'm like, <laughs> they're busy. They're coming, coming, having swagger. They don't know that. But but pyramid to bowl. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun. I was hustling. You know, I was on the come up and. Yeah. and and for me, I appreciated, and this is even before I got into the industry. Yeah, I was just known as this guy who was stylish. I used to dress nice. Okay, I was on campus, part of the SRC at Vet Tech, which is now UJ. That's how I started getting to know a lot of artists because I was part of the entertainment, the rec team. Mm. Started creating relationships with the artists, and I was part of the campus uh, campus radio. Yeah. 
So, but it was just dressed nice. Nice. So they knew me as that guy from Covet Tech, or UJ, yeah. who sells clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I used to hook them up. Now, now, how much ass are you getting at this time? Because when I was not famous, no girl would want to be with me. Same here. And then when I got to YFM, every girl wanted to yeah, be with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it here. like that with you? With, with me, it was, it was like that until I started being the guy that dresses nice. Mm, mm. You know? So uh, you had the swag. Clothes, yeah, clothes. Yeah. Clothes really, really got girls liking me. Yeah. And I used to sell cell phones on campus. So the fact that I used to sell cell phones for some reason, like when you're a student. I mean, you know, when you're a student, you can. I used to go back to <laughs> the girls in my trick. And you can get girls. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, but I think times have changed. I don't think you can get students that easily now. No, no. Because no, now no. they've got Instagram and they can see better. And Back know, in those days, they didn't have Instagram. Like. And you know, DJ Spoo was actually one of the first people to, um, to, to, to mess around and rock with proper slay queens. I'm talking about models. Before, because now if you haven't answered your slay queen, <laughs> man, I used to rock models, dude. Do you know that? Ah, but I think, you know, it was, you know, the thing, you know, these people, you always see them on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you're saying, like, no girl wants to hook up with you. Yeah. But once you start happening, it's like, yo, how, how? Because as a girl, you, you, you as a model, I used to drop off when you used to stay in Danefin. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember her, but I used to drop off all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were busy in there. Are you you're, serious? You were catching feelings there. Who was that? <laughs> Must have dropped a name. Let's not drop people's <laughs> names. <laughs> but you know, in the industry, it's like, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. There's, and that's why you have to be disciplined. Yeah. Because once you get consumed in that and girls drugs alcohol okay when did you start getting consumed parties with, all, with, with all of that in your all career? the time when i started making money which was when i was young man 21 first mil yeah 21 22 what are you doing at the time are you at wife what are you doing at the time at the time ts records is starting out it's like it's, like it's blowing up yeah um i joined yfm 19 turning 20 i was an intern um 21 we start TS Records, and it blows up immediately. And myself. Back, back then, people don't understand this. Like, records were actually selling, and you could make money from, from albums and stuff. A lot of money. As opposed to today, we have to do shows to make money. But back then, albums were actually selling. Yeah, I was saying to people, somebody, I was posting something, you know, Mzegezeke is, is coming back, he's dropping his, he's just dropped his brand new single, and he's working on a full quite album to drop next year. So I was saying, I was sending people as the new record label and partnering with him, yeah. sending people's resume. And there's parts where he's like 10 times platinum. Yeah. 14 times platinum. People are like, oh, hey, <laughs> you can't be kicking these figures. I'm like, but it's the truth because if you look at the platinum, you know the standards of drop. No, no, no. I've got no idea. So I never knew in the beginning what that meant, actually. Platinum was 50,000 units. Okay. Yeah. If they're saying you sold double platinum, you've sold 100,000. That's a lot of units. Yes. Nowadays... Platinum has gone all the way down to, it's not, if, it's not even 40 anymore. At some point, it went down to 40. I think at some point, they dropped it to either 30 or 20, which means gold is half of that. So, so, so on today's standards, geez, man, like the number of units that, I don't even want to talk about myself as an artist, as DJ Smoo, or Mzex as an artist, or Ndando as an artist, or Zahara, yeah. or Pro, but I think as a label... Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I mean, you can do the math. Okay, so now this money is coming in. Uh, you're busy partying, having the time of your life. At what point does it all, like, start to fizzle away? 
You see, the thing is, me, I just had to, I had to keep on going because when radio opened, I joined an agency, Gaino, and then I tried to open TV. TV opened. Mm. When TV opened, I just never stopped. I started doing commercials, commercials. I was doing, started doing acting. So you've never been doing, broke. Um, I was broke before I joined the industry. Mm-hmm. But joining the industry, I made a lot of money for at least about 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the mistake I was making, I was not paying tax. Mm. And that was one of the things that brought my problems. Number one. Number two. Um, number two. Oh, number two the was direct. Not really, no. <laughs> You know, for me is, I, and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even call sisters bitches. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always just been that guy because I was brought up by a lot of women around me. Yeah. For me is even if I liked, even when I liked girls, I've always just had this class of there's a certain type of girl that I want to mess with. It's not just any girl, you know. Mm-hmm. I wanted the cream of the crop and just the smooth top sisters, I said, the st- ones that are difficult to get. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You started <laughs> with the proper slate queens, <laughs> yeah. you know, the original. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think. For me, when the word Slay Queen was invented by social media recently, yeah. I think it was meant to describe a certain type of uh, female sister. Yeah. But now, obviously, it has become something else. Like, yeah. the sisters, when you say Slay Queen, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> They're going to be associated yeah, with Yeah, with that name. Mm. The connotation has now become negative. You yeah, know? yeah. But yeah, I used to mess with that. So, so the girls, the partying... Then I, oh, and, and when, let me tell you where the problem started with me. Tell me. Age 27. Age 27, I started drinking alcohol. Oh, so you, you never been drinking? No, bro. Oh. No, bro. I never touched alcohol. I was just always high on life. Even on campus, people will tell you. When we used to party on campus when I was at varsity, mm. like I was just this party guy. People used to think I drink. Yes. Like he's always high on something or maybe he does mandrags or something. Yes. And I never touched any drugs in my ah. life. Makes the sense. only drug I touched, which they made us believe it was a drug, and it wasn't a drug, was a Zol. Because mm, mm, mm. my roommate at the time, the guy who taught me DJing, Hanzo. Yeah. Two guys taught me to DJ. Hanzo and a guy called Mkatez. He actually works with us at Massive Metro now. He used to play school. Yeah. And you still do. He taught me to play. No, Blaze, I'm saying like smoke weed. I know, I wasn't, I wasn't a smoker, but I used to mess with it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And then over time, I started enjoying weed rather than I would alcohol or anything else mm, mm, because mm. i started understanding the origins of it and what it means and that it's not it's not as bad as it's made out to be yeah, you know? alcohol is poison man because yeah yeah and i started learning all of that and i was like okay so it's there's nothing wrong about smoking weed you know yeah yeah but um so so my problem started when uh don't worry there's a motorbike there. the nando's guy just came to deliver <laughs> some food for the guys at the office um yeah Drinking of the alcohol, drink and driving cases, mm. caught speeding, mm. negative publicity, sponsors are pulling out, um, people don't want to be associated with you, then the problems start. And um, not paying off, off my taxes, I messed up. I mean, I made mistakes like any young man, you know, yeah. who's new to money. Yeah. And I think that sort of costed me. Yeah. But what I love about you is never kept it never kept you down. Of course, bro. You're so resilient. Like, there's um, a few people in the industry that remind me of you that have the same passion, same resilience, same kind of energy. And that would be you, Euphonic, Casper on your vest. You guys have the same drive and you are never satisfied. Like, if you get a mil, you want 10 mil. And when you get 10 you want mil, more, you want yeah, 100 yeah. mil. Because the lifestyle changes, right? Yeah. You're moving from driving, t- from being in taxis to a, a three series BMW. 
you move from there to an even more expensive car, and your lifestyle, just to afford your lifestyle, becomes more expensive. Mm. And that's what happens. And then, and then you, because you're dumb and you're young, you think you're the man when you've got... I mean, I remember there was a time when I had a Lamborghini. I had an Audi TT, which was a sponsored Fuck one. Me. Are you serious? Buddha? Yes, yes. I had a, a, a Porsche Boxster. The, uh, I had a Range Rover, the old ones. Unnecessarily three vehicles and a sponsored vehicle. For what? I don't know. So, so, so when I see Casper doing it now... Yeah. Um, and, and people are like, no, that's dumb. You can't buy two. I understand what he's going through. Mm. And I do know that he has to go through it to satisfy himself to be able to snap out of that. Yeah. And I like it because he says that too. And I, I, I think it was one of the interviews I was interviewing him about the passing of WHP. It was fresh. I was listening to, to him. In the, the, I think Lemonka was saying um, he came up with all these, these great ideas and he used to chat to WHP about them like, producing tv shows and stuff and now that whp just passed on and and he's just gotten commissioned and he had just told whp about him being commissioned about all these ideas he used to speak about all these years now they're gonna go on tv how excited whp was and then fresh asked us um dj lemonka what type of a show is it gonna be Mm. and and then he said it's a show like where are they now Mm. type of thing like what people did with their success like where are they now Mm. Some of them have fallen, yeah. of course. Some yeah. of them have learned from their... Le- and, then, and then Fresh says to Casper, um, Hey, Casper, we don't want... Casper, my man, we don't want to see you on that show. You know? <laughs> and Casper and, and says... Um, and then Casper says, uh, You probably will, yeah. but it will not be a sad story. I'll probably be one of those guys who, 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 who messed up and sort of figured it out. Yeah. And I love his honesty, you know, mm. and, and, and I love his thinking and I love his hustle mentality because he's me. I look at him, I'm like, this youngster is me, you know? Hence I and said, I get the same vibe when I'm with him, you know Exactly, what I mean? you know? Mm. And, and I like it because he says, probably I will be, but as the guy who messed up and figured it out. Yeah. And, 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 and that's my sentiment exactly where I can't give another man an advice and say, don't do one, two, three, four because I've done one, two, three, four and I messed up. Yeah. Because we all have our own parts. I, I share those advices all the time. But mm-hmm. if they don't follow the advice, I understand. Yeah. Because you have to be in it to understand. And you have to satisfy yourself. And you have to sort of make those mistakes yourself and burn. And then see that this stove actually does burn. Mm. So that you do not repeat the same mistake. Because if, if I just keep telling you all the time, at some point you are going to mess up. And probably on a bigger scale. Mm. So rather mess up now those Bentleys, as opposed to messing up a hundred million rent company called Mofire. Or a, or a radio station called Massive Metro. I'm messing it up because now I feel like I've arrived and I'm messing up. And I've got over 50 people that report to me. Mm. I'm now looked at as a leader. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's better because I messed up earlier in my 20s, but I figured it out. And it's always nice to lose money at a young age because you can always bounce back. You know what I mean? I'm a man, but, but let's talk about the nice side. <laughs> <laughs> the nice side is like, Joe, it was crazy because Tina were inspired by Didi and, and Jay and those American rappers. Mm. And now you need to remember, nobody was getting money here at the time. Mm. Me and TK and my men were getting music money when the guys had not started getting tenders. Oh, wow. Like, you were, there were no black guys in Porsches and Beamers and, and, and Lambos. There were no black guys, especially young. The only guys you'd see, it's probably older guys. Yeah. Guys in their 40s, etc. 
young guys, 20s, yeah. driving Porsches and Hammers and Lamborghinis. Yeah. It, was, it was us, bruh. Yeah. Like when we get into a club, we shut it down. Guys know every time when the summer awards in Sun City, everybody wanted to be at the Tears party. Wow. You're either at the Tears party or you're at the Kalawa party. Mm. Everywhere. Metro FM awards in East London, Metro FM awards in Durban. Um, J, J and B, what is JB, J and B Max in Cape Town. Everybody knew, like, mostly Samachitang, I'm a pipe. Yeah. Plus, we used to love clothes as well. So, spending money on clothes, spending money on, 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 on alcohol and, and, and sports cars was damned. Obviously, alcohol, a lot of it used to get for free because you get booked to all these different venues. But those I, were I the days where actually, I messed up, fuck, bro. You know? I remember we once went to Durban July together. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. showed me the time of my life. I was like, this can't we're be life. <laughs> we're driving those Jeeps, right? Yes, yes, The convertible yes, ones. The convertible yeah. ones. I'm yeah, like, this yeah. can't be life. This is we're too much. We're driving a convoy, yeah. <laughs> and that time I'm fresh yeah. out of high school. Yeah, yeah. now imagine that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine when you have to get into that. Yeah. You're coming from when you were nobody. Mm-hmm. No, no chick wanted to mess with you. And you're... <laughs> cool. And no chick wanted to mess with you. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants you. Yeah. Everybody just worships the ground that you walk on. Yeah. Now you're in all these sports cars, and, and you know, it's, it's about to mess with you, you know? And now it's, it's pretty much the same, but on a bigger scale, because these guys are making way more money than we were making at the time, you know what I mean? Uh, but when we talk about having fun and doing all that shit, I look at your career from a distance, and I just see you always working, working, making money. At what point do you get time to just chill and enjoy the money that you're making? And I just have fun. Like, what makes you, what, what do you enjoy having fun? I mean, what, yeah, what do you like to do to have fun instead of making money, mm. hustling all the time? Mm, very good question. There's, a, there's a, a lady, she's one of my mentors. She's in her 60s. Her name is Dr. Tony, Tony Luck. She does an evening show on Massive Metro on Monday nights at 8 p.m., 8 to 10 p.m. She's from America originally. She's based in South Africa. She's an amazing mother to me. She's an amazing mentor. And she always says to me, especially right now with Massive Metro doing well and Hustlers Academy and More Fire mm. and all these great things that are happening in my life now. She says, Boo, wait a minute, my son. Take a minute to enjoy yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean, mama? She says, no, you're just always at it. Exactly. Just calm down. <laughs> are you aware what you've created? Uh, I'm like... What? No, we're still small, man. We're still going to go. She's like, no. no. It's not an everyday thing where you get youngsters creating all these companies and just in front of our eyes. She says, I was reading about you down and out just recently. You were fired by Metro. Mm. Just for me to just, and I've been following you just literally in three years. Look at what you're doing. And then she says, slow down and soak it in. At some point, God wants us to live in the moment. Yeah. Because we're sometimes wanting and chasing and chasing. Sometimes time. you need to just live in the moment, absorb, and just appreciate the blessings that you have. And I mean, my sentiments exactly. And, and, I, I, and I do agree, Lamam. But then fathers out there will tell you, who are parents, they'll tell you that once they got their first child, their lives changed. Yeah. And how did your life change? Mm. It changed because now you're no longer thinking about yourself. You're thinking about this little thing. You're thinking about 18 years from today. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about... So the life changes and the mindset changes. So my daughter changed my life, Mm. 2013, for me to stop working on now and the next car and the next better house. My daughter made me to start thinking about longevity, about legacy, 
about creating things that are going to look after her yeah. and her brothers generational and wealth in the future yes yeah. but that happened automatically with the birth of my child it wasn't a, a decision where i was like this is what i'm gonna start doing now no i wasn't that intelligent mm. it was just god through my child i was like yo i'm an entertainer and entertainers are, di- are known for dying poor and broke um, what if I die tomorrow? Is my daughter sorted for life? Mm. Then I started having those questions and looking at myself in the mirror. And I was like, I need to start channeling my drive and my hustle towards things that are going to be long term. That's, that's when, how more, more uh, fire you. comes about. That, that's when I stopped the music industry in mm. 20, 20, 20, 2013. Yeah. I got out of it. Um, and then I had to go and focus on going to build. The first thing I did was register for my MBA. The second thing I did was Mofaya for 2014. We started the business. We had been busy with the research and development in 2013, but I eventually got into it full-time in 2014. Then, um, then that journey started. And then, obviously, I was fired from, from Metro the following year in 2015. Then it opened up my mind more that it could all end now. Yeah. But for me, it was nice because I was fired for the right reasons of building my brand. I think you're the one person in the industry who's been more fired than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fired twice. You've been fired how many times? Uh, like four times. Ah, uh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you that. are in the league of Joe and Chile. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and Chile. Okay, M. so make me understand because I've never understood this whole mentorship thing that you do, right? Because I feel like everyone out there wants to make money. Why should you need motivation and mentorship and, 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 and encouragement to make money? Okay. Like everybody wants to make money. And, and, and just simply by breathing and waking up and you know, uh, having oxygen means um, there's a purpose for you in this life. So why do you need someone to come and tell you how to get to that goal or whatever it is that you want to reach. Yeah, and without having to sound like I was dodging a previous question, I like, I like giving context first yeah. before I go straight for the killers and giving you the right answer so you can understand where I'm coming from. So to wrap up the, the previous answer I was giving you is um, wasn't about making money, but it's about building long-term and longevity. comfort, mm. longevity for my daughter. And right now that I think in the past three to four years, I've done really well. I think I've outdone myself. I, never, I thought by now, the only thing that'd be going well for me would be more fire. Yeah. I didn't know that there'd be Massive Metro, there'd be the Hustlers Academy with 100 students who are doing well, over 20,000 policies because we're in the financial services space. Yeah. Um, I didn't know there'd be Lock of Flame, the alcohol company. And I didn't know that... I'd have the urge to want to go back to the music industry now. I just registered a new company, Mzegazaga Music, yeah. partnership with Mzegsman for 2019. That's what I'll be doing. So 2019, I'm turning 40. Mm. And I told myself that's going to be my sabbatical year, meaning mm. I go leafing. I know you deserve it. I, I, <laughs> you've been working. Bro. I know, I know. Even I, I get know. tired watching you work. I know, I know. <laughs> Everyone's like, when is this guy chilling? He's always grinding. Because for me, it's just that it's always been, I want to retire at age 40. So I'm glad that I'm well within my plans to retire at age 40 because... As I'm speaking to you now, somebody's buying a can of Mofaya. Hey, um, hey, hey now. <laughs> and, and, and it's true because that's what I wanted to build. It was in my ideas. Yeah. But I never thought it would happen. Yeah. You know, I just risked with my career, but it's happening. To be doing 3 million units a month from 800 units is, is commendable because you've just been growing consistently. Our graph just keeps growing every month. And it means I've achieved to create a business that brings me passive income that is 
annuity income for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because once people buy into this, they're going to consume it forever. Mm. I mean, YFM is now 21 years old. Yeah. I remember when it was four years old when I joined it. Um, Metro FM is, what, 30 years old? Somebody started it somewhere. This is the same. This is going to be like 30 years old, 40 years old. And people are going to be talking in history that this guy started it like this. He was fired. I'm in the history books, you know. Mm. I never thought that I'd achieve or do all those things. But what I wanted to say is I'm affording only now myself an opportunity to, to, to go and relax, go on a sabbatical, and just go enjoy my life, travel the world, focus on being a father, get my daughter experiencing the Disney World, and even myself experiencing traveling the world, having fun, going surfing, enjoying the eight wonders of the world. Creating a music company allows me to go and have fun, make music for fun, just for the fun of it. Because the music is not a company I made to go make money. Mm. I do know money is going to come because anything I get into, I make sure that it becomes a success, especially with what I know now. There is no way that Mzegezega music is not going to become a successful music company. Speaking about Mzegezega, how long are you going to pull that front for? Because, I mean, I think it is probably the worst kept secret in the country. Everybody knows Mzegezega. How long are you going to deny it for? And I, and, I, and I like that, you know. I like when people speak like you where they assume they know. Ah, and, and come on. Everybody knows. Come on now. Exactly. When people say that, like, everybody knows. For me, is, is it a but matter honestly, of... honestly, do you think... Are you still going on the whole thing that you're not Mzegezega? So for me is, is it a matter of Clark Kent being Superman or Spider-Man and Black Panther being fictional characters that brainwash kids to believe them as superheroes or Black Panther grossing over a billion dollars to show Americans of how much money is into the African market now? With a fictional character, yes, featuring some of our actors and actresses. For me, it's more important... To have a real Black Panther African hero <laughs> representing Africans as opposed to who plays that hero. I love how you dodge questions, dog. I'm not dodging questions. I'm giving them, a pro, eh? No, I'm giving, them, <laughs> I'm giving them context because we think small. We think, smooth him, it's crazy. But we don't think... No, I, I for one don't think... No, I no, no, I understand. No, no, I understand that. I, I know I'm a genius. genius. That I know. And, and uh, by the way, it comes from a humble place. I'm not being arrogant. Yeah. I do know that I'm a genius, right? Mm-hmm. It just takes time for people to see It's that, probably one of know? the biggest characters or gimmicks to ever come out of this country. But you don't call Superman a gimmick, right? That's exactly my point. So what I'm trying to say is, for me, the way we think so small of ourselves or what we're capable of Mm. and how great Americans are with what they're able to superimpose or sell to the world, we don't think that big. And when somebody does it of our own, it's the same with Mofa. How many people criticize me? Mm. And when they look at the growth of the brand now, it's like, wow. And people are supportive of it and I'm appreciative of it. And I'm not mad at the market for criticizing it in the beginning because I understand that this type of thinking was imposed on us, self-hate. Self-hate, that's what Robert Sobuko fought for. That's exactly what Malcolm X fought for. That's exactly what Steve Biko fought for. But it's not self-hate because we all embrace Mzegezeg. I don't think even anyone hates Mzegezeg. No, 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 no. We appreciate him, we celebrate him. But I'm saying at what point is it like, okay, cool, we get it. Mm. I think you're losing me. Because, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm hearing The you. context now is no longer about Mzegezege specifically. He was just yeah. an example. I'm now broadening the scope yeah. in the conversation to yeah. say the self-hate is... Take, for instance, African-Americans, right? Mm-hmm. Slave trade, 400 years. Many years later, are we going to continue having these guys to build? Imagine if 4 million people were to work for you for 400 years and you don't pay them. Mm. How much money do you owe them? 
A shitload. Why do you think America is rich such a, as a country? And then comes the time but where we like... But that's been well documented. Everybody knows that. Yes, I know that. So we're abolishing the slave trade. So we have to now take all these four million slave, slaves. Are we going to take them back to Africa? And those were the ideas. Let's take them back to Africa. What is that movement going to be called? How are we going to do it? And then eventually they decided on integrating them into society. Yes. But what are we going to do? Because the majority of them, they're uneducated. They can't... You know, all these different things that yes. they thought about the, the, the African-Americans. And initially, then they, initially they gave them land, but then they took it away. And then, in, and then what happened, happened. But you need to understand one thing. As much as they were saying slave, slavery was abolished, it wasn't abolished because once you commit a crime, you are forfeiting your rights of being treated as a citizen because most American citizens are actually not American citizens. If you go read the American Constitution... You will see that America is treated as a company. Even the United States of America is written in capital letters. That's why the citizens, which are white people, their names, they are citizens of America. But America is treated as a company. And black people are not citizens, but they're treated as citizens. But once they commit a crime and they go to prison, they forfeit their rights of being treated as citizens. They go back to being slaves. Because you know what happens? Because big companies in America thrive on prisoners because America has got the largest prison population in the world hmm. and those people are the people that build that make things that manufacture things it's still the same it's still slavery they're in prison working without getting paid yeah. but somebody's benefiting of the work that they're doing and it's the big companies and it's what what other people call the Illuminati the big families because they run the American Reserve Bank that controls that country and it's it's capitalism because it's ran by money so whether you're talking Republicans or you're talking Democrats, both sides and both wars were funded by the same families. And the, 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 the news that is out there is they'll talk about the Bilderbergs, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, etc. But it's a certain group of people that have been so good in running the world yeah. such that white supremacy is even... But wait, okay, let me just... And, and, and I'm trying to get to a certain point. Don't worry, this is a podcast. We're not in a hurry. There's no show ending here. And, and I'm trying to drive a point home some because I do know there's younger people that are watching. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to school some Definitely. people here. Definitely. And, and, and there's people who sit down and say, the new world order, how are we going to be able to run the entire world? We're going to have to be able to be present and visible in, in every country, especially Africa. Why Africa? Because we've got most minerals in there. Mm-hmm. We have to kill Gaddafi because Gaddafi has to talk about Africa becoming one and the entire world trading on its own minerals. Because you need to remember, Gaddafi was mobilizing all the African leaders. Yeah. And Gaddafi was starting to say, okay, you guys have got your euros and pounds and dollars. And, but meanwhile, you're coming to take our resources, this side, our minerals. From now on, every country is going to trade with whatever gold it has. Yeah. And you need to remember that... They, the, they can't have that. They can't have that because the, the continent with the most minerals is us, yeah. which is Africa, right? Yeah. And when somebody starts advocating for a, one, a, a United States of Africa, that person has to go yeah. because now he's threatening our livelihood. That's how these people think. 100%. And, 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 and then now you start questioning things like, oh, is that the reason why lies had to be created for Iran? To, to or let's say let's start with Iraqi for Iraqi to be bombed for Saddam Hussein to be victimized about WMDs the weapon ma- uh, the, 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 um, the the weapons of mass destruction that was a lie that was created we do know that mm. America bombed itself there's proof out there but what point and are you getting to I'm driving it you'll get it okay. don't be in a hurry learn young <laughs> man learn watch and learn and listen I'm schooling you now 
and and yes, I mean others people say it's conspiracy theories, but it's things that you 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 you, you um you go and investigate. But okay, let me just drive back to my point because I can speak all day. But what I'm basically trying to say is that Africans are not free because they are run by other worlds and people that want to keep continue taking our minerals out of this continent. And they keep imposing all these rules and regulations because they know we always run out of money. And once you run out of money, the IMF is already at your door knocking to give you certain conditions so they can capture you and, and then I, give you the money. Okay, wait, and here's where I want this is why I was asking you earlier, like the whole mentoring thing. Because don't you feel like it's time to That's change what I'm the doing discussion. Now. I'm mentoring. No, but wait, don't you think it's time to change the discussion? Because there's someone who's dabbled into business here and there. I'm not I don't have as much experience as you do. But what I've realized is that a lot of young black people have great ideas. But the only thing and our biggest challenge is funding. So don't you think we should start talking about platforms and how you can open up the industry per se, and get the funding out there to fund people that have ideas because in this climate that we're in, in the economy that you're in, it's very hard that you're going to meet someone who's going to fund your idea when it's just an idea. You get what I'm saying? It needs to be uh, uh, like tangible. It needs to have already moved, growing legs, which is why shows like Shark Tank are, are, are awesome. You know what I mean? Because you get the present your idea, there's uh, investors there that will invest so don't you think the discussion should now be about how do we start getting funding? Because already we're stepping into a race where there's generation, generational wealth from other races. So uh, a white person that graduates, uh, he just goes to the parents, he's like, I want to start a radio station. Boom. Massive Metro's born. But as a black person, where do you go if you want to start a Massive Metro? Can you see how important it is for me to say what I've just said? Yeah, no, I agree, <laughs> I agree. That's where it comes from, right? But I'm right? just saying, don't you think now, instead of trying to mentor people to be business uh, because I think the biggest is funding and also when as black people we get money how to handle money mm. and it's exactly come, it comes from what I've just said and they had to sit somewhere in Europe and decide how they're going to split Africa amongst themselves and they did and they had to go colonize different countries in Africa that's why you go to other countries in Africa people are even bragging about being Portuguese but they were colonized by the Portuguese, but they're not Port Portuguese, they're African. Some of them were colonized by the French. And like, wow, they speak French, it's sexy. But that's not our language, we are Africans. We were colonized by the Dutch. And shout out to the generation of 1976 for rejecting Africans. Because right now, every person is supposed to be speaking Africans. That's what they're trying to do. To colonize us, to dump your language, so you can, so you, so you can adopt their language and hate yourself. And then they promoted tribalism, and that's why we'll say... Hey, I'm a Shangan. Hey, I'm a Koso. We fight amongst each other. It's a crab in the barrel mentality of pulling each other down. That was designed. That was by design. They knew that was, that was, that's what was going to happen. And they knew exactly. So what is that, the solution? That's where I'm going. They knew exactly that their kids and their grandkids would be born of privilege. That's yeah. why we talk about white supremacy and say, um, your peer can say, yeah, but I never, I never enslaved you or I never practiced apartheid. I never... But you benefited from it. Yeah, 100%. And, and they can say, no, they didn't, but they did. Mm. Just because of the example you've just made as well. Yeah. But you're going to have to go to the bank and ask for a loan for a verpa. They're going to give it to you. They're going to give you the same million or the same half a million to buy a verpa. If you're asking for the same amount of money to start a business, you will not get it. Mm. But you will get it if you want to buy a verpa. Yeah. How crazy is that? So the solution is... Because they want to enslave you. 
Of course. Yeah. Because once the bank gets you once, they got you for life. Mm. Just like I still have the same account I opened when I was still at varsity. When I was yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a mind trap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a mind fun. They get you for life and they keep offering you more debt. Yeah, yeah. And that's how yeah, they capture yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you only understand when you're older and, and wiser yeah. and smarter. Yeah. That you also gotta be smart with your finances. But because of the background that we come from, we're not taught how to handle money, exactly. how to use money. So you don't know that you don't spend your money on liabilities. You're taught that you must spend your money on liabilities so that you're the man. Yeah. That's why I had to go buy a Porsche so people look up to me. I have to go buy a Lamborghini. People look, people look I have to go buy a Hammer, a Range Rover. But it's a wrong mentality. Yes. But imagine that money that I suck, those hundreds of thousands or millions that I suck into those cars, if I spend them on property that I would be renting out, probably almost all that property would be paid off by now or nearly paid off. Yeah. You know, and that's why financial literacy or financial education is very crucial and important to say that amount of money that you've just made even if it's 10 million it's not it's not enough it's not much you've got nothing as 10 a million black is person. nothing nowadays you've got black tax you've got things to look after you've got businesses to start this but you gotta start spending your money even if you don't even have one million spending your money on assets euphonic said something amazing he said if you cannot afford five of them don't buy it hmm yes yes and that's, a, that's an incredible lesson. Because you think you can afford it. A cell phone is 20K, you've got 50K. Yeah. You think you can afford it because it's 20K, you've got 50. Euphonic says, if you cannot afford five of them, don't buy it. Those who understand what he's saying, understand what he's mm, saying. Mm. And that's a that's simple profound. analogy that can that's teach you about profound. how you can manage your finances. And he spoke about mentorship. Mentorship is very important because you're asking people that have, worked the, that have walked that journey. I'm mentoring a youngster called um, Lindash, Brown Dash's son. Mm. He was three years old when we made that song. Mm. That's the child Brown was singing about. Yeah. He's 20 years old now. He's a massive Metro um, intern. Wow. He, he, he's Mzegazaga's DJ, by the way. Yeah. He's going to be working with Mzegazaga's man as well. And, and for me, it's, that's mentorship because he's there. He's learning every morning. He's watching. One of the young guys is always watching me preach every day. He's learning. That's mentorship. He's mm. learning. So when somebody... This mentorship doesn't work. It's just a word that's thrown around. Yeah, you can say that if you haven't experienced it, but it does work because people like me will tell you, go to Mfana. Uh, let mm. me make you an example. One actress, one of the actresses, very famous actresses in the country, huge, mm. over a million followers, doing really well, career, very, very famous. You all know her. Obviously, I'm not going to say the name. Smoo. Uh, I just got a gig to go up here on, on, on a party on a Friday, and then Saturday I must post for them on my social media, yeah. and then I'm getting 100K. Mm. Do you think I should buy a car cash, or should I? And then, you know what I said? I was like, if I was you, I wouldn't buy a car. I would treat that gig as if it has not even happened. I would treat that gig as if I did not even get that call. But I take that 100K, I'd go look for affordable townhouses, whether south of Joburg or those suburbs that are not scented, where property is less than a, a million. You can, get, you can get property for 500,000, 700,000. That is affordable. Mm. Take that 100,000, throw it in there, get a bond, and then get an agency to manage it for you. They'll take about 5 or 7%. And then you get a tenant to get in there. Let it pay itself. Forget about it. If I was you, that's what I would do. That's the advice I gave her. And yeah. then she's like, but there's precious smooth. There's like, I'm in the industry. I'm look, I need to drive a nice car. I'm like, that's exactly what I thought then. That's why I had to go buy those nice cars 
so people look up to me, etc. Mm. But I'm here to tell you what happened to me when I took those decisions. I'm not saying don't take those decisions, but I'm telling you, with what I know now, this is what I would do. The smart thing to do is what I'm telling you to do. But if your heart says you want to do it your way, you are going to repeat the same mistake that I made. Mm. So that's mentorship. That's why mentorship is important because that person has done what you are trying to do. So to start a business, somebody who started a business and failed or got burned, they've got more to teach than somebody who was just given a business by their parents. Yeah, you learn more from your failures than you do actually from your success. That's why mentorship is very important. We have to. And yes, you are talking about funding. Funding is very crucial. But I said the other day when I, spoke, I posted on social media, as much as it's crucial, I think we've blocked ourselves in our minds that we need funding to start. That's a wrong mentality. And me, as somebody who's done it, I'm here to tell you that you don't. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have, I, didn't, I knocked on every government institution, I knocked on every government agent, I knocked on every bank. Till today, no funding. So how did you make this work? I attracted, I eventually attracted investors by starting the DJ Smooth Breakfast after I was fired. Financed it with my own money, started it, knocked on doors, convinced radio stations to take my show as a syndicated breakfast show. Once that worked, we did a partnership with Times Media. The breakfast show, as a syndicated breakfast show on its own, had salespeople that were selling it. It was making money. Once it was making money, it was a working model. Once it was a working model, my business partners that came on board, they saw that working. And they were like, oh, let's have a conversation. Meantime, I had plans of building an entire full-on radio station. You're going back to what I was saying, that you invested money into your um, brand and what you wanted to do. That's what I and mean. And hence, like when it grew legs, now people were starting to invest in it. It's the same but, with Mofaya. But For no me, one, not everybody has the privilege to have money to spend in the idea. That's what I'm trying to say. No, so I started you, it with no money. When I say I, I, money, yeah, money is, money is not literally money. It's my time and energy and focus. Mm. To start a radio show is simple. I had studio, uh, a studio. I used what I had. Mm. I had a studio in the house. Like, look at you. Yes, yes, yes. You've been fired how many times? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But can yes. you feel that now you're free? Yes, yes, 100%. Can you feel that you're free, but you're still on the mic and you still have an audience? Fuck that up. audience may be 100. Yeah. The same audience in six months is going to be 1,000. Yeah. The same audience in, in another year is going to be 10,000. And there's no funding. In another year is 100,000. The same audience on YouTube by 2022 is a million. You've got million subscribers. Yeah, with no now, funding. Now brands are coming to you. Mm. But look, you've got, you don't have any funding. Look at you. You're starting with microphones that you bought from. This is the little you've got. That's the exact same thing I did. Mm. I used my studio at home mm. to record the DJ Spoo breakfast at first. I recorded my shows onto CDs. I'd have mixes. So I didn't speak much, but I'd have links, but mostly mixes music. Most of it was music that I owned at TS Records because I owned the catalog. And then I printed 1,000 CDs and I'd go give them to taxi drivers yeah. to say, nah, ma, city, And I'd go there myself. You know, like I'll sell more fire? Yeah. Go to the taxi run, give your CDs, the DJ Smooth Breakfast Show yeah. or the DJ Smooth Music Show. Give it to Amachi. Amachi, I used to bump my mixes and... I wanted to do that, so I create demand, and then I start approaching brands who say, I print 10,000 of these every month, and they go to 10,000 taxis that have got an audience in them. But then logically it says, 
Wi-Fi technology is doing away with CDs. So mm. what's the next step? To mm. do the same thing, but using technology. That's when the idea of Massive Metro came. But because the breakfast show was doing well and making money, I used that to attract investors. Yeah. I didn't have the 15 million rands in my pocket, but I convinced people that they can own half of my idea by investing their money into my idea to keep it moving. And that's exactly, that, one, that, was, the, that was the birth of Massive Metro. You know what's special about you is that um, everything that you're doing now, well, not everything, but majority of everything that you're doing right now is things that, I don't know, correct me if I'm right or wrong, that you learned when you're working at your mom's pasta shop yeah, 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 yeah. and at the salon as well. Because at that time, you're meeting different characters. Yeah. Every day. And other people are trying to do you under. You understand? You know? yeah. Which is why in this present moment, you're able to get whatever you want out of whoever it is. Whether it's a business person in a suit or someone, you know, that you're trying to sell more fire to in Brie. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Because yeah. you know and have studied the human um, psyche, psyche, behavioral patterns, and how they speak, and that's where it and started. How to relate to them. You know that's what I say. My current book. That's exactly what it's talking about. The name of the book is called The Art of Hustling. It's available online, guys. Go to Amazon, get it now, download it in your Kindle, and take a read. Quick read, very small. You're gonna enjoy it. But you wrote you're gonna it yourself. Learn. No one else wrote it for you. Yeah, I mean, you'll see. Yeah. Every book of mine that I've written, you can tell it's me. Yeah. <laughs> From the first page, you can tell it's me. You know. Um, the art of hustling, sell or surrender. Why am I promoting selling? Because if you can sell a product for 10 rand, you can sell a product for 100 rand. You see that guy is bringing samosas mm. for, for the staff here and is selling them. And don't be surprised when you see the same guy in two years' time having a cafe corner shop mm. or the same guy running a multi-million rand business in five years. Don't be surprised. But it started with samosas. How many times have we heard those stories? We've heard those stories many a times. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's because they mastered the art of dealing with clients on a smaller scale. Mm. You grow up understanding how to hustle people, how to close people, how to make people give you money without having to have a gun in their head. Yeah. You're basically doing the same thing, but you're making them take the money out willingly, voluntarily themselves. Is, is, is there anything, where you, is there a point where you draw the line? Is there anything you'd never do? To, of course, to, 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 I think to push the deal. Of course, I mean my values and ethics. You so know? if Mark Zuckerberg comes now and he says, "If you give it up, I'll give you whatever money you want." And do you know that most of your Hollywood favorite superstars they've sold their souls for that? No way. Yeah, because a lot of them have gotten into these secret societies, but these secret societies come with a big check. But so you can be an influence into society as a celebrity, but pushing a certain agenda of whoever gave you the money or the big deals. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's called price. that's called selling your soul. Of course, yeah. yes. Um, and that's what I would never do. That's you why I chose to be independent. So I don't work for anyone. Like Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean. But so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mm-mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. Ba, 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 ba. I participate in McDonald's.